Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today, we've got a great story of maliciously complying with the principle. But first, knock money off my paycheck for grammar mistakes? Let me point out all the mistakes on my boss's work. Years ago, I took a job in another country for a very small company that taught English. My responsibilities included reviewing and editing lesson plans created by non-native English speakers. Many of the lessons taught EU English, while I'm accustomed to US English. My boss and the only other native English speaker was from the UK. Therefore, there were certain nuances that I was unfamiliar with. That being said, I was one of the better people on the team QAing, but I wasn't perfect by any means. There were often glaring mistakes I saw slip through on lessons not assigned to me to review, but I never purposely called people out for them. It was kind of a crappy company and bad lessons to begin with, but if they were glaring mistakes, I would quietly fix them. One pay period, months after I'd been working there, I received a decrease in my pay, along with a note explaining that the reasoning was because of X and X mistakes that had slipped through on my work. I was pissed, as this wasn't a part of my contract, but I couldn't really contest it in this foreign country. The note did however note that this decrease in pay for mistakes made on job duties was for all employees in my department. I knew that there were tons of mistakes on other lesson plans that weren't mine, so I pulled up the first one and began sending messages in the group chat of every mistake I could find, and there were a lot. I did this rapid fire until my boss, who was sitting across from me, sent me a message that essentially said, Don't worry, I can assure you I'm being held to the same standards and expectations before he got up and walked away in a huff. After he walked out of earshot, my other coworker laughed and said he had messaged her and asked how I knew that particular lesson was one he had QA'd. I told her I didn't know. I just pulled up the first one I knew there were mistakes on. I didn't get any money taken out of my paychecks after that, but I left the company shortly after. Now, I don't know what country this took place in, but if it's legal to just dock people's pay because of mistakes like that there, I'm very surprised. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, we don't care how understaffed you are, every customer must get priority service. Used to work in a hotel with about a thousand rooms. All employees were being cross-trained when I came on board, which essentially meant rather than hiring enough people, every idle five minutes was to be spent helping out one of the other drowning departments. Most of my time was either dedicated to service or reception, but we got plenty of housekeeping and tech department odd jobs thrown our way too. This was pretty normal since tech were by far the smallest department, around three people for a thousand cheaply constructed rooms and housekeeping was also tiny for the impossible amount of work they had to do. So, what duties could be expected in reception? Replace door batteries, light bulbs, unclogged drains, restock tea and coffee, coffee makers, kettles, hair dryers, toilet paper, anything guests were missing or ran out of after they checked in. Room service for any COVID isolation cases, ticket stubbing for events, 
manning the bar, garage duties. There was a whole rental thing going on and properly returned rentals were a rarity. Anything else that was flung at us with the label urgent like room tours and occasionally even making our own staff lunches. Ignoring our repeated requests to cut down the number of available rooms until we had enough staff to actually provide the service we advertised. Management also informed us that we were there to placate the after-sales cases. Disgruntled customers, rightly pissed off that they didn't get what they were promised. So after months of going by the book, I finally found myself a comfortable little loophole. Any tech or housekeeping issue was obviously higher priority than reception. Since, for example, not having toilet paper or working lights, drains, doors was an unacceptable condition for guests. So waiting two hours to be checked in or book breakfast were preferable by far. Having two to three receptionists on shift to man three phones, email scanners, and printers for guest registrations? Yeah, we still had one foot in the 90s. And troubleshoot reservations. One of us would be on the other desk checking people in. If another was available, they would be on digital responses, just taking one call after another while working through emails, and I would take every single tech and housekeeping job that came. If any of us received complaints, we would explain the situation. I'm sorry, but there's currently an emergency, insert technical or housekeeping issue here, that will have to take priority. If you would be so kind as to wait in line until my colleague comes back, he'll see to you upon his return. I'm pretty resilient when I don't give a freak anymore, so I told them to put any difficult guests in my line too, unless their problem was high priority. Whenever I got back, I would have 30 minutes to 2 hours to work through the line before the next thing would come up, and I'd apologetically leave. When they demanded an explanation or just started yelling, I would simply explain our duties and say I fully agree that this is not a comfortable condition for guests to be in and they in turn would agree that providing toilet paper and other essentials needed to come first. Naturally, wanting to provide all customers with the tools to improve their future experience, I always rounded off these kinds of conversations with a warm thank you and an if you can think of any suggestions that might improve your or other guests' future experiences here, please let us know on TripAdvisor. Feedback of any nature is always valuable to us. Reviews came flooding in that we were either talking about a massive dip in quality or how understaffed and poorly managed the place was. But funnily enough, I never heard one bad word against the staff. Management didn't make a big change to the hiring policy, so I eventually left. But last I heard, everyone had quit not long after I did, and the place has since rebranded, presumably to get away from the rating that dropped a couple stars. This place honestly sounds like one step away from just becoming that nasty, horrendous motel. They're probably one maid service giving up on them away. Our next story is more military malicious compliance. Way back in the late 90s, I was serving out my initial enlistment with the United States Army, assigned to a unit at Yongsun Garrison in Seoul, South Korea, when I was pulled kicking and screaming from my platoon to serve as the company's training ammunition manager. Enter Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt didn't get along with anyone else in the rear echelon and would find any reason to interfere with your day. Assigning tasks such as cleaning the latrines, servicing the company vehicles, general custodial duties around the office, regardless of what projects you were working on or the deadline to have it completed. One fine fall morning, I was working on a report headed to the battalion training ammunition manager. This report, literally Microsoft PowerPoint slides, was time-sensitive and needed to be completed as soon as possible so that the battalion training ammunition manager could write his report. Yep, more slides. Master Sergeant Pain in my butt walked into the company area, took one look at me and said, Specialist OP, if you have time for coffee, you have time to sweep the parking lot. I stood to add ease and said, Master Sergeant, I need to complete this report to... I didn't ask for your excuse, Specialist. I raised my voice so that the entire office could hear, Master Sergeant, Buck Sergeant Battalion Training Ammunitions Manager wants this report ASAP. As anticipated, Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt also raised his voice, Sergeant Battalion Training Ammunitions Manager can wait. Cue malicious compliance. Yes, Master Sergeant. And out to the parking lot I go. Yes, I managed to suppress my grin. About an hour later, I see the Sergeant Battalion Training Ammunitions Manager walking across the parking lot. They say, Specialist OP, I need your report. I say, yes, Sergeant. Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt assigned me to sweep the parking lot. They ask, did you tell them that I need your report? I say, yes, Sergeant. Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt told me that Sergeant Battalion Training Ammunition Manager can wait. They reply, oh, he did, did he? Yes, Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt had previously annoyed him, and he knew that I had teed this one up for him. An off-Sergeant Battalion Training Ammunition Manager goes. I continue to, rather slowly, sweep the parking lot. Right around lunchtime, I hear the battalion commander's voice coming from the company area on the other side of the parking lot. While I can't make out what's being said, or to who, someone is getting torn a new one. Remember that adage that crap rolls downhill? Turns out that that sergeant battalion training ammunition manager went straight to the battalion commander and informed her that he would not be able to generate his report because Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt had me sweeping the parking lot, even though I had informed him that I needed to complete my report, and tells her that Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt said that she can wait while Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt has me sweep said parking lot. Battalion Commander goes and rips the company commander a new one. Company Commander rips First Sergeant, First Sergeant rips Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt, and Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt screams at me to come see him right the freak now. I slowly jog, not run, not walk, over to Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt and stand at parade rest in the company area. 
Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt proceeds to scream at me with spittle flying everywhere, including on me, and while poking me in the chest with his finger, accusing me of lying. Unfortunately for Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt, everyone had heard him say, Sergeant Battalion Training Ammunition Manager can wait, including, as it turns out, the company commander and first sergeant. Master Sergeant Operations comes running over and pulls Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt off of me, tells me that I'm free to go to lunch and to return at 1300 hours. I tell First Sergeant, who had come over too, that I'll be going to the Inspector's General's office immediately after lunch. A police report was also filed. When the dust settled, I was reassigned back to my platoon, huzzah, and Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt took non-judicial punishment. Reduction in rank to Staff Sergeant, forfeiture of pay for 30 days, extra duties, and rehabilitative transfer to Camp Humphreys for conduct unbecoming, assault, battery, etc., etc. A month later, I was told to show up at the NCO club there at Yongsan. Everyone, including the battalion commander, was very, very grateful for the departure of Master Sergeant Pain in the Butt, and it was a much more pleasant working environment for everyone. And since I don't drink, everyone bought me all the free designated driver soda that I could handle. My enlistment ended two months later. You gotta just love hearing an awful human like this get outed. Trying to accuse OP of lying like that, throwing them under the bus. Our next story is Jimmy John's order. I get that it isn't them being rude, but one night of drinking downtown, I stumbled into a Jimmy John's, told them I forgot my wallet, and asked them if I could just give them my card number for a sandwich. They refused. Being a regular customer, I knew I could just call in and order. I stepped outside through the window and called. They took my info and order, then proceeded to ask me where it needs to be delivered to. I said, outside your shop. He looked over and I waved. I got the sandwich. This next story is taking the principal literally. I went to a small town, Midwest High School in the early 90s. Our principal was a bit of a misogynist, but it benefited us girls occasionally. For instance, the school dress code still allowed for girls to wear hats to school. Sure, it was just an overlooked bit of verbiage that was a holdover from when ladies still wore matching hats and dresses, but we took full advantage of the rule. We girls could be seen sliding into class in ball caps regularly. The guys, of course, hated that we could get away with it. One day at lunch, a male friend slipped his ball cap out of his back pocket and onto his head. The principal comes storming over to tell him to remove it immediately. My friend complains that I'm wearing my ball cap and that it's not fair. The principal explodes and throws out, You can start wearing a hat when you start wearing skirts, and storms off. My friend looked around and made eye contact with everyone in earshot, nodded, and strolled out of the cafeteria. That afternoon was filled with hushed queries from the guys to the girls concerning how many skirts we owned and what time to drop by to borrow them. I'm pretty sure I saw more than one teacher struggling to pretend not to hear or laugh. I know my English teacher gave us a bit of extra time to chat before starting class. The next morning, over two-thirds of the male student body showed up in skirts and ball caps. Girls lost the right to wear hats of any kind indoors soon after. It was worth it, though, to see the principal's jaw drop that morning and watch him grind his teeth in frustration all day long. I love a good story like this standing up to some dumb dress code rules. Seems very often that boys have to show up to school in skirts just to stand up to some ignorant rule. That said, our final story of the day is, 
I walked into an empty pizza restaurant without a reservation. I just moved to Seattle, a relatively busy city. While exploring some local restaurants, I walked into a nice looking pizza spot in Cap Hill. It didn't look busy at all, so I went in and asked for a table for my wife and brother. The host asked me if I had a reservation, and I replied no. He then told me that they wouldn't be able to seat us that evening. A bit surprised, we walked outside and assumed they were all booked up and we were early. Out of curiosity, I hopped on Talk, a reservation website, and saw that the pizza spot had openings for the next hour. We then decided to book a table in 10 minutes, waited, and then walked inside. A bit annoyed, the host approached us and asked if everything was okay. We then smiled and said, yes, thank you, we have a reservation for our table. Visibly embarrassed, he walked us to our table, then proceeded to give us the best service of all time. Super friendly guy. Do they get, like, too much business if they don't have reservation-only seating? I'm just trying to understand why they would intentionally strangle their business like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome story of malicious compliance, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.